0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: take your hand from me. I am blind without your light to see. Lord, is all
0: We begin with our call to worship. Our God knows what we need before we ask and gives us our daily bread. We come before God with thanksgiving for all that God has done for us. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague and thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians, and to Brad Anderson, our recording engineer. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM, and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website at www.nuicparish.org. Today's worship is in honor of marilyn johnson's 90th birthday so we say happy birthday to Marilyn today and we want to thank wpca radio for this broadcast february 5th we will be at trinity lutheran and uh, the service will be at nine thirty, and followed by the annual meeting the church is anywhere people gather in jesus name even when we are not together in a church building God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle or a cross, and you might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. And you may want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids for your home worship materials and as we begin worship it is our desire to honor God to open our hearts to the Spirit of God and uh, of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God we worship together with God the Creator Jesus our Savior and the Spirit our breath of life continue with the confession and forgiveness We confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, Christ came into the world and showed us how to live, but we have failed to live by what he taught. We have not loved you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and we have not done to others as we would have done to ourselves. Shine a light on our hearts that we may turn from the shadows of our sin and walk in your ways. Jesus came not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. By his abundant love, all your sins are forgiven, that you may walk in the light of Christ. Amen. Now we'll continue with our gathering songs. Sweet hour
1: of prayer, sweet. scriptures, it says, do not take pride in chariots or horses, but rather take pride in the Lord God. I guess if we were going to bring that into modern days, it would be, do not take pride in houses and money and uh, cars, but rather take pride in our Lord Jesus. This song kind of tells us uh, what to be thankful for. While the world looks upon me As I struggle along, They say I have nothing But they are so wrong In my heart I'm rejoicing How I wish they could see Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me For there's a room I've a good place to sleep There's food on my table And shoes on my feet You gave me a love, Lord And a fine family Thank you, Lord For your blessings on me Well, you know I'm not wealthy These clothes, they're not new I don't have much money but Lord I have you and to me that's all that matters though the world may not see thank you Lord for your blessings on me for there's a roof up above me I've a good place to sleep There's food on Shoes on my feet, you gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family.
0: continue with the litany. What is it that we truly need? Sometimes we can't tell. We are accustomed to privilege. We take for granted things many people don't have. We are driven by our fear of scarcity and work to store up possessions because we do not trust God to care for us. We do not not believe there is enough. May God have mercy on us and remind us what we truly need, our faith and our commitment to God's work in the world so that all might have enough. Please join me in the prayer of the day. Gracious God, you invite us to come to you in prayer and offer us a promise of your never-ending care. Give us the humility to ask only for what we need and be grateful for what, when we receive it, amen. I encourage you now to share the sign of peace with yourself or with others using the Trinity formula. Be blessed, or I am blessed, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to turn with us and follow along with the Scripture reading. From the psalm the uh, 20th chapter, verse 7. Some take pride in chariots, some in horses, but our pride is in the name of the Lord our God. The New Testament reading again comes from Matthew, the 6th chapter, verses 7 through 21, 25 through 34. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have Forgiven our debtors, and do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consume, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither spin nor toil. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God, And his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, children. Time to again share a little bit with you about God and what we believe just a little story that I uh, got from a devotional about a young man who was a university student who did really well in fact he was voted by his classmates as being the one most likely to succeed maybe some of you will be in that situation where people look at you and say hey that one's a sharp one they're going to go far but he returned to his alma mater or his college exactly 25 years later to attend a class reunion and oh he looked good impressed his classmates as he walked on the campus said you look wonderful they exclaimed you must be doing extraordinarily well well I am very fit said the first man did you strike it rich asked his friend yes I struck it rich make no mistake about that gold asked the inquirer no God. Here it was a man who discovered the secret of living. He had come to the conclusion that the richest life he could have would be one in which he made a partner with God, and therefore a joint heir with Jesus Christ. You See, that's the opportunity we all have. So of all the things we want for you as you grow up and as you learn Take time to understand God wants you. And God wants you to give his blessing. He wants you to be his child. And guess what? He wants you to be successful in life. And that doesn't mean getting all the money in the world. It means knowing him. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are life. And of all the things that we can grow up to be, it's to grow up to be your child. Amen.
2: Did you ever talk to God above? Tell him that you need a friend. Pray in Jesus' name Believing That God answers Prayer Have you told Him all your cares And woes Every tiny little fears He knows You can know He'll always Hear And He will Answer prayer You can Whisper in proud to him. You can cry when
1: word, it's true. You'll be strong because he walks
2: with you. By his faithfulness, he'll change you too. God answers prayer.
0: And now may the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. I'd like to share again from the narrative lectionary uh, some good thoughts around our text today. Prayer levels the playing field. We all have direct access to God, whether we store treasures or have none to store. People have it all wrong. We store up treasures that other people think we ought to have. We hoard possessions we think that will make us happy. Our values are completely misaligned. These are hard words to hear. Everyone wants to believe that they are an exception to the selfish, that they are more selfless than is reality. We give to the church, we live in humble houses, we drive modest cars, we eat healthy food. You hear it, don't you? We have enough money to give some away, We own or rent four walls, a roof, and likely all the luxuries and amenities that come with living in the developed world. We have cars or bikes or access to public transportation. We don't have to travel farther than the grocery store for every kind of food we can imagine. We are the hypocrites that heap up empty phrases and disfigure our faces so as to show others how much we suffer. Money's tight this month because I had to pay my cell phone and the cable bills. But none of that diminishes the gift God has given us, which cannot be bought or owned. Access to God. Most of us can't call the White House to chat with the president at will. Most of us can't stop by the clubhouse to hang out with our favorite athletes. I barely have access to those who own the businesses I frequent regularly but we all have access to the one who created and redeemed us. We have a direct line to God, as do the people who do not have the treasures that we do. Prayer levels the playing field. It humbles us all, and it lifts, uplifts us all. The disciples kind of caught that as they watched Jesus, followed him. They would see him go up into the mountains and pray. When he did miracles, prayer was there. Any major decision that was coming about, it seemed like Jesus went off and withdrew and prayed. In fact, it was so amazing to them, it's the one thing that they asked him to teach them. He didn't, well, Peter wanted to walk on the water, he didn't do so well at it, but some other things like that. But they got together and said, Lord, teach us to pray because in that they saw something they knew something was important and then as, as they watched jesus prayer was important in fact if you look at all the scripture you find that the men of the scriptures prayed wouldn't that be a, a hint that maybe we should be involved in prayer wouldn't that kind of tell us that maybe there's something more and sometimes we always talk about talking in prayer what we're going to say to god and, in confirmation class the other night, we talked a little bit about have you ever been just still and listened? Boy, it's hard to do that. I can do it for 30 seconds a lot of times, and then all of a sudden the cares of what's going on, or I get thinking about something else, and then I said, no, no, you're going to be still. And then I maybe do it a little while longer, and it's just re- you really have to work at it. But in being still, we start seeing where God wants to move. I love the story about the little girl, and I think I shared her before, where she'd had a great day, she had all kinds of things going on, but she was just hyped up, and it was bedtime, and the mother could not get her to settle down, and she said, Darling, why can't you lay down and go to sleep? And she said, I can't make my mind settle down. Well, I think that happens to us a lot, doesn't it? I think a few of us have been awake at night or at other times where we just couldn't get our mind to settle down, to listen, to hear. Because when we do that, we start understanding a little bit more about this God. And it's not so much about learning to ask for more things and to get more things. It's learning to be thankful for what has been given to be content with what we have. Everything that goes on in our culture keeps telling us over and over again. More happiness is yours if you just get. If you get this, you'll be happy. If you get this, you'll be successful. We talk about education, getting so far. We talk about getting a job that pays so much. We need to hear a little bit more of what God has to say about what is it that helps us to be successful in life? What is it that makes a difference? And Chuck Swindell shares a few things that I'd like. He talks about how our society has gorged itself on the sweet taste of success. We filled our plates with a buffet of books that range from dressing for success to investing for success. We've gobbled down stacks of notebooks, cassette albums, and videotapes in our hunger for greater success. And I dare say I have to smile when he says video tapes because I don't think those are going around too much more. Dates himself a little bit there. The irony of all is that instead of fulfillment, we experience the bloated sensation of being full of ourselves, our dreams, our goals, our plans, our projects, our accomplishments. The result of this, all-you-can-eat-appetite is not contentment, it's nausea. Or he would go on to say, the good life, the one that truly satisfies, exists only when we stop wanting a better one. It is the con- condition of savoring what is, rathering, rather than longing for what might be. The itch for things, the lust for more, so brilliantly injected by those who peddle them is a virus draining our souls of happy contentment. Have you noticed? A man never earns enough. A woman is never beautiful enough. Clothes are never fashionable enough. Cars are never nice enough. Gadgets are never modern enough. Houses are never furnished enough. Food is never fancy enough. Relationships are never romantic enough. Life is never full enough. Satisfaction comes when we step off the escalator of desire and say, this is enough. What I have will do. What I make of it is up to me and my vital union with the living Lord. Foolish indeed is a person who considers himself safe and sound because he has money. And another reason it's foolish to trust its riches for security is that money, in the final analysis, brings no lasting satisfaction. Certainly not in the areas of things that really matter. There are many things that no amount of money can buy. Think of it this way. Money can buy medicine, but not health. Money can buy a house, but not a home. Money can buy companionship, but not friends. Money can buy food, but not an appetite. Money can buy a bed, but not sleep. And money can buy a good life, but not eternal life. It is God and God alone who is able to supply us with all things to enjoy. As Seneca the Roman statesman once said, money has never yet made anyone rich. In fact, I was looking through some old stuff in my Bible and I came across this deal from Lutheran World Relief. It, it, it kind of changes how we look at things. It finds a lady, Concelo Trigo, lives in one of the poorest barrios barrios in Lima, Peru, a city of six million people, 95% of them are poor. She's a member of Divine Light Lutheran Church, a small congregation of mostly women and children. They worship regularly, have Sunday school, Bible study and prayer, but they live and work in danger from rats, polluted water, cholera, terrorists and lack of food. With the help from Lutheran World Relief, Consuelo recruited 38 women to organize a soup kitchen. Each day they prepare breakfast for 150 children and evening meals for 175 households. Those who can afford to pay, pay 40 cents per meal. Those who can't pay are guests of Divine Light Lutheran Church and the Lutheran World Relief. More often than not, there are more people than food, so the women pitch in their own money. In our poverty, Consuelo said, we must help those who are poorer than ourselves. What percentage of her income does she give to support the soup kitchen? Well, I don't know exactly. My husband and I live on his pension, $27 a month. I would share. say we share about one third of that widow's might isn't it and yet she speaks about happiness she speaks about community in which they care for those who are worse off than them what did money buy what does success mean what do we do and say to people that are living in situations like that where so many people are poor why are they content and maybe we're not so content In Stories from the Heart, a little story is told by Ruth Center. I heard the voice, but couldn't see the person. She was on the other side of the locker, just coming in from her early morning swim. Her voice sounded like the morning itself, bright, cheerful, and full of life. At 6.15 in the morning, it would catch anyone's attention. I heard its affirming tone. Dolores, I really appreciate the book you picked up for me last week. I know the library was out of your way. I haven't been able to put the book down. He is a great writer, and I'm glad you suggested him to me. Good morning, Pat, she greeted another swimmer. For a moment, the melodious voice was silent. Then I heard it again. Have you ever seen such a gorgeous day? I spared a pair of metal as I walked over this morning. Makes you glad you're alive, doesn't it? The voice was too good to be true. Who can be that thankful at this time of the morning? Her voice had a note of refinement to it. Probably some rich woman who has nothing to do all day but sip tea or on her veranda and read that book. I suppose I could be cheerful at 6 a.m. if I could swim and read my way through the day. Probably even owns a cottage in the north woods. I rounded the corner toward the showers and came face to face with that useful voice. She was just packing her, her gear, her yellow housekeeping uniform hung crisply and neat on her 50s frame. It was a uniform I'd seen before, along with mops and brooms, dust and buckets, an employee of the facility at which I swam. She flashed a smile my way, picked up her plastic Kmart shopping bag and hurried out the door, spreading, have a glorious day, Benediction, as she went. I still had the yellow uniform in mine as I swam my laps and sank down among the foamy lather of the whirlpool. My two companions were deep in conversation. One, at, at least one of them was, his tired and sad voice told tragic woes of arthritic knees, a heart aneurysm, sleepless nights, and pain-filled days. Nothing was good or Right. The water was too hot, the whirlpool jets weren't strong enough for his stiff knees, and his doctors had been much too slow in diagnosing his case. With his diamond-studded hand, he wiped the white suds off of his face. He looked ancient, but I expect he too was 50ish. The yellow uniform and the diamond-studded ring stood out in striking, silent contrast. Proof to me again that when God says godliness with contentment is great gain, he really means it. This morning, I saw both contentment and discontent. content. I resolved never to forget. So maybe we could finish off with the prayer of St. Francis of Assisi. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let us so love. Where there is despair hope, and where there is sadness, joy, where there is darkness, light, O Divine Master, grant that we not so much seek to be consoled as to console, not so much to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, it is in dying that we are born again to eternal life. Thanks be to God that you and I have a chance to be content by just laying back in God's arms and in his mercy and grace and to live out our lives giving and sharing the blessings we have received. Yeah, when we say go in peace, we mean it. But we also mean go in peace and live it and share it. Amen.
1: Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely And long for the heaven and home? When Jesus is my poor my constant friend is he his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me his eye is on the sparrow and I know I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free for his eye is on the sparrow and I know he watches me let not thy heart I sing because I'm free, for His eye is on the sparrow, and I know He watches me, whenever John! Dr- I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. For his eye is on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Yes, his eye is. I know he watches me.
0: We continue by sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit
3: that our Savior, Jesus Christ, hears us when we pray. We lift up the church, the world, and all in need. God of abundance, your Son, Jesus, showed us how to pray so that the blessings of heaven might be ours. Keep us ever mindful of those things which are of true and lasting value. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Let the earth heal from the thoughtless damage we have done to it. Make us passionate stewards of your creation, working diligently for its nurture rather than its destruction. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Bless our world's religious leaders and encourage them to be models of faithful living for their communities of faith. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Place your healing hands upon all who are in need, those who are grieving, incarcerated, addicted, isolated, neglected, abused, or ill, especially Kelsey Zamuda, Randy Goglin, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Helen Erickson, Shirley Lenz, Wayne Jones, Gary Fredrickson, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Rachel Seacrest. Scott Morgan, Arlene Johnson, Matt Krarup, Ida Martinson, Jean Hoisington, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Becky Anderson, Helen Jorgensen, Clara Girish, Joyce Anderson, Jill Haugrud, and Gloria Hutton. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Inspire us to share out of our abundance with those who suffer poverty. Commit us to ensuring that all people have what they need to flourish. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. We lovingly remember all the saints whose lives has taught us to store up treasures in heaven. Keep them in your care until the day we all see you together. Merciful God, you hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and hold all for whom we pray in your loving arms. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
2: Lord, listen to your children.
0: As people of faith we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. You have given us an abundance of earthly treasures. Make us generous to return them to your service, that we might put our hearts not in material things, but in selfless love for you and our neighbors. Accept these, our gifts, and use them to bring light and life to your world. Continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory, forever and ever, amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you a favor and grant you peace. Amen.
1: Some glad morning when this life is over. To a home on God's celestial shore, I... has flown, I'll fly away,
2: I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away.
1: When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Just Happy when we meet I'll fly away No more cold iron shackles on my face.
0: for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small-town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next
1: time. God will take care of you All you may need he will